with Coda Country. And today we are lucky and blessed to have another Georgia fellow singer-songwriter from uh, the Macon area, I believe. Um, he's got a couple songs out. One of his songs is entitled Hey Y'all. So let's give a hey y'all to Mr. Ethan Payne. How are you today, Ethan? Doing good, Coda. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so I guess um, I met Ethan Payne uh, back when he did a, an opening slot for Jimmy Allen in Bainbridge, Georgia on the 4th of July this year, I guess in 2022. Um, and so I guess we can kick off the, the interview just by talking a little bit about that. Yeah, that was fun. So I actually had, I was, I was sitting in a right um, up here in Nashville, um, and I had a really good buddy uh, by the name of Nick Ollygood who actually had the slot before me, but he was like, hey, man, I can't do it. Do you want to open for Jimmy Allen on the 4th? I was like, yeah, is that a question? You know what I mean? Like, so we we took it, and uh, me and my band, we, we practiced for, for weeks and, and got our set list down, and um, and one thing that I always wanted to do was walk out on stage with my band playing uh, right before Nickelback came on. So we had we had that set up, which was pretty cool. Um, Nickelback was uh, a big influence of mine with music uh, growing up. So that Very. was a really cool show. And the crowd was crazy, and it was fun. fun yeah, time. I think there were like 12,000 people in attendance there. So that was, yeah, was, that was a very it, big show. It was, the, it was the second biggest show since um, the whole uh, Luke Bryan ordeal. So. Yeah, and um, so for the people who are listening who don't know much about Ethan, um, why don't you go ahead and tell us your story about performing with Luke and your history with that? Absolutely. So I, I feel like every time I sit down and do one of these interviews, it's so crazy that I even get to have this story behind my name, and it's and I've, I had never dreamed of it. So, um, but when I was 18 months old, I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, which uh, is a disease that primarily affects the lungs um, and the pancreas for some people who don't know that. Um, and I had always wanted to meet uh, an artist. Like I, I loved music and I, my family loved music, my mama and my granny. Um, we just loved music. And so I was like, you know what? I, I was at the time taking guitar lessons. You know, my grandma bought my first guitar when I was eight. So I took lessons for about a year and a half, two years from Young American Music in Macon, and I decided to venture out on my own and start learning myself. So um, picked it up, started playing, and I was like, you know, I want to meet Jason Aldean. And so they couldn't make the, the wish happen in the manner that they wanted it to. So they were like, well, how about you give us a second option? I was like, well, I don't want to really label it as a second option, but Jason Aldean and Luke Bryan are my two favorite. And the only reason that I had wanted to meet Jason was because he was from Macon. Um, so we, I went with Luke Bryan and they were, I went in for a, um, a CF appointment and they were like, by the way, you're going to Dallas, Texas to, to go meet Luke Bryan. And so we flew out there and, you know, we did some of the, uh, we had, I think it was three or three or four days that we were out there. And, you know, we went to a uh, medieval times place where they make you eat with your hands. That was so <laughs> cool. Um, they gave me a little shopping spree. I love to shop. I am a habitual shopper. I love it. Um, and then the last day um, before we left the next morning, we got to go to this concert uh, at AT&T Stadium um, and Luke Bryan. And... Um, we get into this meet and greet and 
it's like I'm 13 years old. I'm this little five foot six or seven kid. <laughs> and I, you sit in this meet and greet and you just see this big, you know, your superhero walk in the room. And it's just, you're in an awe. And, and he could tell that I had a guitar and he kept looking at me and looking back and looking at me. And finally they saved uh, our meet and greet for the last so I could have a little bit more time with him. Did not know that it was going to turn out into what it did. You know, I had told my friends before I left, I'm like, I am going to sing with Luke Bryan. You watch. And I've always been that type of person to put it in an atmosphere and, and try to make it happen. Manifest it. Yeah, and, definitely. And it did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, That's cool. He, he was like, I played him do I? And he was like, man, he said, do you want to sing that song in front of 50,000 people tonight? And I was like, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I'm like, no fear, absolutely. Yeah. And y'all welcome to the stage, Mr. Ethan. And I felt like the whole world had just shut down and it was on me and him. My heart genuinely exploded. I wanted to cry. And so we, we got to, you know, I've got videos on my phone from 2016 uh, of just me walking, walking into this backstage area where the big stage is in the arena. And you can just see all the people, you know, the lights are on. And then uh, I have it right, like, you know. The coolest thing about it was I got to give him a fist bump, like right, uh, right before they shot him up onto the uh, onto the stage, which mm -hmm. was really cool. And um, and you could tell, you know, and being how big he is still, and and where he was then, I, I feel like that was the highlight of his career is when he was selling out arenas yeah. um, and stadiums, and and he was nervous. I mean, he was nervous. It was. But it was the coolest thing to get to experience that. Like what you see back on on the backstage is not what you see up there. He is strictly business and fun on stage. Mm -hmm. But but no, you could definitely tell in that little box that they were sitting up in that he was you know screaming into the mic and doing his little runs. And it was it was a very surreal moment. Um, and then to top moment. Um, and then to top the night off, we were on stage and and he gave me his one of his babies, one of his guitars and. Um, I have got to write numerous songs on that song on that guitar just like he did so carry on the legacy of that thing that's right and you know I was gonna talk to you a lot more about like how you got started but it really sounds like Luke did so many things just to set you on the path to where you are now and and I guess I don't know. Um, so he he's probably one of your greatest influencers, you would say. And then uh, I would definitely yeah. on the um, wanting to do it for, mm -hmm. you know, a living and, and a passion. You know, there are so many people that just do it for the money and and that and and it shows, honestly. Yeah. And, and he that show right there was kind of a push like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So, well, I tell you, OK, let me ask you this. So um as you're growing your career and you're starting to get more shows do you have a day job like do you do something else like part-time or you know full-time just so you can you know start until you start touring full-time you know? I do like this is the craziest thing and I always said I would never do it I I worked for um a moving company when I in 2022 I worked um for a moving company from March until December of really this past year. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I said, I, 
I love, I mean, I, I did, I love meeting with the clients. I loved um, being in that type of business. And it was a, it was really good to work. I mean, that was my first real job was, was doing, was doing moving. And then I was like, I want, I'm ready for a big boy job. Yeah. Um, and, and to have a backup plan because, you know, I, I completed high school um, and I was like, I just, I don't want to do the college thing. I think my views on college are just, if you don't have a passion, do it. But if you have a passion for something, then you need to pursue that. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, that was my outlook on that. And so this week, actually, or this past week, uh, for the last two months, I have been uh, in my pre-licensing course for life insurance. And I just passed my exam this past week, and I'm officially a life insurance agent. Well, look at you. So, <laughs> that's amazing. So, okay. So I'll have to hit you up for a new life insurance yeah, policy when I need one. Great. Good. Okay. Um, that's amazing. Um, okay. And we, we talked a little bit about you performing live because I've seen you live and you put on an awesome show. What is your favorite thing about live shows? Like, what do you love the most about being on stage? My favorite thing about live shows, especially with um, a crowd like that was in Bainbridge, it's just the it's just the jitters right before you walk on stage. That is the, it is, nobody gets to, there There are people that can experience that type of thing in a different job setting, um, whether it's getting up and presenting in front of a bunch of people at a seminar or something like that. But my all-time greatest feeling is knowing that you're about to go on stage, work the crowd, and and have a potential to mess up a lyric or or, a, 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 you know, a, you break a guitar string. That is the coolest feeling to me to know that I can go out there and work a crowd and and do it semi-perfectly because, you know, you get it down to a team, you practice so much, and it's the best feeling to walk off stage and you have a crowd that is just going haywire and that wants to meet you. And it, that that right there is the coolest feeling is uh, getting to, to work a crowd and, and meet new fans that you have gained. Wow, yeah. And I feel like you definitely gained a ton when I saw you that night. And I loved, listen, and I love that your grandma was in the audience too. I thought that was so endearing, but she traveled all that way to come and see you. That oh, was yeah. so sweet. Oh, you know, it was, it was a big ordeal. We had, had all my friends from uh, town that I, you know, really wanted there. I had friends come down from Nashville. I had, you know, my, really, I call him, he's my roommate, but he's also like my tour manager slash mm-hmm. my Nashville dad. So it's like, mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just a very, very, very cool experience. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing about it after the fact too, because it's like, I got to meet you and, but now knowing, you know, how things went and how the show was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Getting to hear that also is just so cool. Um, okay. So what are your, what's on your plans or your tour calendar coming up? What else do you have going on? What are you playing? So we are doing, um, you know, I've got a lot of private events this year, um, that we're starting to accumulate. Um, one big one um, that is really going to stick out to me this year is we're doing, uh, I met these guys at, um, they, they emailed me. Uh, it was a guy and a girl and actually their daughter, their granddaughter went to school with me. So, um, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent biggest show we've done was open for Josh Turner in my hometown, which was, oh my gosh. like. Yeah a legend getting open for a guy like that um was pretty cool so they you know drove down uh and watched the show and took me out to dinner which was pretty skeptical about i've never done that before so (laughs) that was cool 
Um, but these guys, the, the, the best show that I get to put on this year is to, um, is to play in front of this big barn full of kids who are around my age, uh, who are a part of the Young Life community. Um, and I think it's going to be a very, very good night. Uh, it's in April, um, but I think that's just going to be one of the shows that sticks out to me the most because there's a big songwriter that I'm opening up for that's playing there that has written way, way, way more songs than me and many more hits. Um, so I think that's going to be one of the highlights of my year. Ooh, is that a secret? The, the person you're opening for, is that a secret? Kind of. Oh, okay. I love secrets. Um, well, I can't he's wait to it. see he's how that turns lot, out. Hmm? A lot of older, he's written a lot of the songs that I got to grow up on. So. Well, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. It's like meeting another hero of yours. Wow. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Okay. Um, so talking about some of your favorites and some of the songs that you've grown up on, um, let's see. Who would be at the top of your list of artists who you would want to tour with right now? Or maybe like an artist from the past 50 years. Who is someone that you would really love to go on tour with? If I had to say in the last 50 years, from oldest to newest, there are two guys that I would, well, three. <laughs> um, you know, I got to watch Alan Jackson at the CMAs in person this past year play his last show and I think that he, he would have been a really cool person to go on tour with back in the day um, mm -hmm. especially in the 90s and the early 2000s yeah. another Georgia um, boy very cool yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and Scotty McCurry um, you know I've kind of befriended him through my roommate um, over the past year you know he one of the first concerts I had been to in, the, in five years I think it was um, back in 2020 he invited us out to go watch um, two shows in North Carolina and South Carolina. It was at Coyote Joe's and Blind Tours, I think. Oh, yeah, very fun. Um, yeah. Those were two fun shows. And then he invited us to hang out on his bus at the CMA Fest. Um, that, that, would be a, that would be a guy I would love to, you know, sit down and write a song with and go on tour with. You know, he's very, very homebody person just kind of like me and he and his music is very storytelling um, a lot of the stuff that he writes about and and gets from other guys are just are him and a song um and i would say my top artist right now would be hardy <laughs> hardy is the man of country music right now to me him and morgan are really just really running the show mm -hmm. um and i think hardy would be super fun to go out on the road with and open up for <laughs> So you're telling me that the Mockingbird and the Crow is like top of your playlist oh. right now, like burning it out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I think it's so cool that he is testing the waters. Um, you know, specifically the one of the two of my favorite songs off of that album right now are Red um, with Morgan Wallen. That's mm -hmm. such a very, very well written song. Um, and my top song off that one is Radio Song. I mean, he's basically talking about what he wants to put out and he's like if one of the lines says so bring that money maker back and then it goes into oh, the chorus and yes it is, and it kills me it, it's, so it's so funny <laughs> it's so true it's yeah. so true mm -hmm. oh yeah i it's, was saying this the same thing the other day like it's just uh, the fact that he created this one little chorus of a song that like could be a sell like could sell out yeah. all the records whatever whatever and then like he just it's almost comical, like that. How it he's is. like taking it's it and showing he he can and he he can because he is 
arguably one of the best writers that's ever come through Nashville, mm-hmm. um, new artists at least, yeah. uh, and and writers like he he's just ridiculous with with what he he does not miss him and Morgan and even Cody Johnson like they those guys just do not miss and yeah. and Luke Combs I can't forget to mention him they oh yeah they are running the show and it's ridiculous and they they are setting the bar very very high for guys like me and and my friends that are coming through it's like <laughs> my gosh <laughs> but i mean like, also like like kicking like yeah i did that <laughs> exactly and it's it's, like, it's great to see something like that because like you said i feel like an artist like hardy morgan wallen cody johnson they all have their own little subset of what they're working on but they're they're paving new ways for oh, yeah. for new artists to just kind of follow along and and make their own way eventually and, and like that's really encouraging too you know and um so talking about songwriting uh and how much you admire those guys uh i think this is a really good time to talk about some of the stuff that you've written uh, or we can talk about something new whatever you whatever you feel like yeah, so all about <laughs> again um you know with the whole fourth of july thing i wrote hey y'all um with nick Hollywood and uh, Marty Evans, who was uh, is still a songwriter, um, and it was one of my first writes on Music Row, actually. Uh, and went in there, I had gotten Chick. I th- I'm pretty sure I brought Chick Fil A for the guys that day, because um, I was like, dude, I want to write a banger. And I walked, uh, I walked walked in the room, picked out a guitar, uh, and just started playing this little lick. Um, and I was like around here we catch what we eat and then nick was like on a flint line out with a flint river bands i was like oh wow all right there here we is. go so there's a song right <laughs> yes, there yes perfect. and so we just um i was like there's not a song that really like it's like what's up y'all you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh Coles Wendell has a song called hey y'all um but it wasn't like a show opener like that song is that's why i opened the show with that song is because it's like you know that that's who i am this is what i do welcome to my world you know yeah. what i mean it's a very good show opener song that allows the crowd to really you know bop their head and it's and it's a very very easily learnable song i think yeah um, sing sing along yeah if that's yeah it's sing along yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so that was a cool one to write you know i wrote one Last week, I was up around 2 a.m. You know, that's when all the ideas come in. Mm-hmm. I was up around 2 a.m. I had a write the next the next afternoon. I was like, God, I need to bring something into this write. And, you know, there's just a, a lot of stuff going on in the world that I don't, you know, really agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that's changed, you know, physically about, you know, Nashville and, and even my hometown. I was just like, you know, I'm going to write a song. And I titled it, This Ain't the World That I Grew Up In. And wow, I am so excited for that song. I, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to cut it. I really, really, really want to try to pitch it to the Aldine campaign mm-hmm. um, because I know he he would, you know, his political views and, and all that kind of stuff, it don't really matter right. um, to him and he mm-hmm. doesn't really care. And it, mm-hmm. it's kind of a song that it's kind of describes I mean, a, a lot of the stuff that's going on, um, and, you know, the, I think there's one part of the song that says, you know, uh, in the chorus, like, to start it off, it goes, give me back them four ways instead of them and a stay. It's like, it just talks about everything that's changed um, that needs to be brought back, and he just finally ends it off with, this ain't the world that I grew up in. 
it's it's a pretty cool song. I, I really love it. So yeah, that's gonna be a great one to release. Oh my gosh! Even if you don't, if you find that you know Aldine covers it, somebody else covers yes. it. Wow, that's whew, that's gonna be lovely. Oh my gosh! Um, and then you said that you have something new coming out sometime soon. Oh Tell yeah. So we have got. Oh gosh, I've had the song called "What Grandpas Are For." You know, I've teased it over the last two years. Um, and I've, I, it was the, the first song that I wrote when I came to Nashville. Um, and it was just a surreal room vibe. Like I walked in to this room and I see all these plaques on the wall of, you know, the guys that I'm writing with. And, um, we went to Kent Blazy's house. Uh, and he was one of the writers and, you know, he had, RCA platinum plaques for If Tomorrow Never Comes. Um, wow. He also wrote Getting You Home for Chris Young. And then the other guy wrote She's Country for Aldine, International Harvester for Craig Morgan, like all these, you know, these bangers. Yeah, like, heavy hitters for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, and then there's me. I'm like sitting in the room. I'm like, mm, well, <laughs> um, my heart's broken. Uh, I lost my granddad and I'm missing and I really want to write about it. And they were like, oh, sure. Yeah, we got it. So I was like, all right. He said, so what did y'all do? Um, I was like, well, and that's how it started. It said, on the day I was born, he was a second one there to hold me. And that's such a true line because he was. Like, yeah. everything in that song is something that happened um, with me and my granddad. You know, the fact that I could put, you know, walking into when, you know, he died of pneumonia. Um, just people get that every day. I mean, I've had pneumonia yeah. and he was 84, 85, I think. And, you know, the, you know, the room number outside of his room at the hospital was room 219. Um, and, and he sat there on the bedside. He said, don't be scared. Death ain't nothing. It's just there to get me to something better. And that made me feel better. And I get to say that in that song, like I'm talking, you know what I'm, it's just, one of those songs that I feel like needs to do well and I hopefully hopefully will do well because I think it could be a real healer for people who have lost their granddaddy. Yeah, it sounds like you really do him justice in that song and that's going to be something that the world is going to love to hear. I already know. We much. played that 4th of July and I have a video snippet on um, Instagram. Uh, I did another one. I, you know, I played that Josh Charm too. And the Thank you right after that first course um the crowd just loves the song like it's very well received they scream um it's a heavy hitter it's definitely a shut the room type of down song um and every time i play it out it's just it's well received and i and i think that I think it's time for me to release it. I went back and forth on like, I want somebody to cut it. I, I don't know. And I, I'm done, you know, tired of chasing these numbers that I want so bad, so bad. But in reality, it's still, I know it's a good song because I've seen how people react to it mm -hmm. every time I play it somewhere. And I think even if it doesn't do big right off the beginning, when it, it will have its time for sure. I, I, thoroughly believe that and, and then I can look back on this interview and I can be like yep I was right 
That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. And when the day comes, I'll be like, do you remember when? Yes. I'll remind <laughs> you. <laughs> How cool. Oh my gosh. Well, listen, um, I hate to take up any more of your time. This has been a really awesome interview with you. Um, before, before we go, is there anything that you want to promote? Anybody you want to shout out? Anything like that? Absolutely. I would like to shout out my team, uh, Craig Campbell, uh, Maddie Grossel, great management team, my publicist, Trevor Perkins, um, and Ellie Crom. Um, and you know, we have a new song coming out February 17th called what grandpas are for. We will have a pre-save link in the next week. Uh, I'm going to be teasing a lot of snippets of stuff, uh, over the next couple of weeks. We're shooting a music video next week for the video, uh, for the song. So y'all just stay tuned and prepare to put your seatbelts on. Cause y'all gonna love this next song that we put out in the video. And I hope it makes all of you cry because if you do, my job has been done. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. Oh, my. Oh, I love talking to you today. All right, everybody. Um, until next time, this is Lee with Coda Country, and you've heard it from Ethan Payne.